I mean, look at it this way. At least you're getting an education. Dad, last semester I got nothing but C's. A, B, C, you're in the top three. What are you worrying about? I said it before and I'll say it again. I don't care how rich, successful a man is. Without an education, he's nothing. I mean, stay in school, study harder. You can be whatever you want to be. That's easy for you to say. You don't have to do any of it. Okay, then. I'll do it with you. What do you mean you'll do it with me? I mean, just what I said. I'm going to college. What do you think? Oh, I think? I think you're nuts. Nuts? So who made the rules? Come here. I'm going to college. I'm going to college. You wanted the best and you got it. That's right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and we are live in the Kiss Room. It's August. We have a studio full of people. We'll be talking Kiss. We'll be listening to Kiss. We'll be giving away a cool prize. And because we're broadcasting live from Montgomery County Community College, we'll be getting ready to go back to school here on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right, Kiss Army. You got it. You wanted the best. You got the best. And we're live in the Kiss Room. Now, that's a demo, a Gene Simmons demo called High and Low. Started off with something a little different. Obviously, he got back to school. We got a little bit of Gene Simmons 
You might not have heard that. Somebody said to me, well, you know, you got to play some of these deep cuts. Well, that goes so deep. You might not have ever even heard that. Kiss Room, how are you? We got a room full of people here in the Kiss Room. Okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring their mics up, and I'm going to go, I think, from my right to left, okay? Joining us in the Kiss Room. I think you were here a year ago on the Kiss Room from David Snowden Promotions. David Snowden, welcome back to the Kiss Room. Thanks, Chris. Matt. Chris, Chris, Matt, now see, see, here's the funny thing. We're going to go around because now he's calling me Chris because we have two Chris's because normally you got one Chris, which is obviously Chris G, the star child, which I'm going to pull down this fader just a little bit. You can give your welcome. Woo, people, here we are in the kiss room, same kiss time, same kiss channel. See, that's, I got to watch that fader because I know it's coming. I know I just blew that out. But now next to you, new to the kiss room, our friend Chris and Colvin. Hello. Chris, how are you? Now Hi, you got to you got to get up on the mic. Okay, now look. Okay. Here's Come the funny thing. She uh, says, yeah, "Look, thanks. um, thanks, Chris. she says I'm just going to sit in the back and watch." No, 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 no. That's plan. not how it works in the kiss Henry room. <laughs> I say you got to get right up on the mic. And I'm right up on the mic. Perfect. Right up my nose. Also in the kiss room for the first time, we have Speed from Silver Tongue. Yes. New band, right? Out of Baltimore, Baltimore area. Yes. Fantastic. And we are going to premiere one of their new tracks today here on the Kiss Room. See, so I'm turning you on to all the good stuff here in the Kiss Room. Welcome to the Kiss Room. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me. You're Thank welcome. You. And next to you, Tony DeVille from DeVille Inc., What's also up? from Baltimore. Now, these guys did come all pretty good distance. We're all the way up here at Montgomery County Community College, Bluebell, PA. Tony, how are you? I'm doing great. What's a couple hours for some kiss? See, that's now that's the way I like to think. That's yeah. fantastic. So we're thrilled everybody's here. And obviously we have so much to talk about. Um, really what I just want to start off with, we're going to kind of go right around. Now, Chris, you got a gig coming up? Um, well, actually, I got a few of them coming up. Uh, Saturday, we're playing up in Glens Falls, New York. It's a real classy place called Sandy's Clam Bar, and I and I and I, I mean that, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you got a clam, bring it on down, people. It's going to be Kistery at the Clam Bar in Glens Falls, New York. That is Saturday night. Then next week. Should I do them all right now? Well, now look, right off the, right off the bat. <laughs> after the clam after, bar, I think you're done. I'll fill you in on the rest. Well, the, cl the clam bar. I'll fill you bar, in on the rest later. That just has a Spinal Tap vibe. I mean, you know, it's like, I'm sure it's a great place. And History you know, at Sandy's Clam Bar in but, Glens uh, yeah. Falls, New York. Right off the bat. That's, this that's Saturday night. But yeah, that, so these are Kiss It or Kistery. Now, Tell me about the, the confusing different. part. Everybody's been uh, sending me emails. Chris, what band are you in? Um, currently, I am playing with two Kiss tribute bands, um, Kistery and Kiss It. Kistery is this Saturday night. Kiss It is making our New York debut August 31st in Queens, New York, not far from where the Coventry was. So if you know your Kistery, so to speak, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And that's going to be a Blackthorn 51, August 31st with Kiss It. But just follow me on Facebook, and I will spell it all out for you people. All right? Cool. So that's near the Coventry, and it's your first gig with that band. So that's yes. good mojo, exactly. I would think, right? See, that's, that's, we have the spirits. The spirit of rock and roll It will be alive. It's following us. <laughs> 
See, that's good stuff. You know, and that's the funny thing. You know, you have a couple different groups, and obviously that's something that we were talking about um, last month, the whole tribute band, things like that. Now, we're going to talk to Speed from Silver Tongue, and the reason I'm bringing him up next was he has a band, Silver Tongue, but you were also in a Kiss tribute band, right? We're pulling yes. out the baby pictures. So, yeah, it's yes. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, really, for those of... Those of us listening now, we're meeting you for the first time. First, how did you get into Kiss? When, how old you were, were you? When did you discover them? Early memories of Kiss? Uh, well, well, unfortunately, I was born late, so I kind of got into Kiss when I already took the makeup off. Oh, really? So, yeah, which kind of sucked for me, but I mean, you know, it's it is I get hell for getting into them in, at, in 79. I, I, was, I, was, I was the six-year-old that they were dragging to the shows. You know, except I never got to go to a show. <laughs> I, I, think the per- <laughs> I think the first time I actually met them was was actually at a meet and greet um, at a place in Baltimore called Hammerjacks. And absolutely, thank God it was all age, or I would they would have been shutting the doors on me. So what, what what we did as a bunch of kids, we went down and we were hanging out in the back because we were hoping we were going to get a chance to see them back there. Well, they never showed up. They were they were at another radio station, so we just hung out down there and we finally got in and. Um, First one I ran into was Paul. Well, you know, I, I had no, I had no clue what to say to him, you know, because he's about six foot twelve, and right. his head is about this big. <laughs> so you know, here, here's a little kid. I just looked at him, and went, "Can I get a picture with you?" <laughs> so, That's all I can say. I so is this ninety five? Is this is this the mm-hmm. uh, can, the uh, unplugged tour? Yeah. Is well, that- well, actually, it was it was a full it was a full onslaught tour with with um with the clubs that they were doing. Oh, right, right. So it's, 90, it's 92, to, right. right. Yeah. Revenge, we saw to, it at the truck. Right, that was prior to the, right, uh, the right. acoustic tour that they did. But yeah, yeah that, was, that, was my first, that was my first opportunity of meeting him. Actually, how I got into him was a year prior, My, um, I walked into my sister's room with her boyfriend, and, and I, there was a funny smell, <laughs> 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 which was, and I was like, what's, this, what's that smell? And he was like, you ever seen this before? And it was the Kiss Alive 2 album. <laughs> well, at that, at that point, I've never seen anything like that. And when I seen it, I just flipped. I was like, what is that? And right. who is that? You know, the biggest thing I'd seen is Motley Crue, you know. Right. And then the next thing you know, you see this and you're just blown away. So Absolutely. I was just like, wow. So from then on, it was just kind of like I started digging into the old Kiss stuff and I even went out. I started becoming a Kiss collector and I went and I tried to find as much 70s stuff as I could and. It's, it's, I just think it's amazing. I just great. So band. that that uh, you saw him in '92 is that the first time you saw him? That and that's that kiss. club tour for Revenge. Yes. Now that had to be pretty insane for that to be your first time seeing him. It, it was it was still amazing. Well, because that's I remember when we talk about that show a lot. When they were here at the Troc, it was uh, May. I think it's the eighth or the fifth something. 1992. I can't oh. remember the exact date, um, but it's the on fifth. the yeah. So I think it's the fifth. And the uh, the thing that I remember about that, first of all, it was the hardcore fans because I mean, in 1992, they weren't super popular. You know, they it was on the comeback, but you know, no makeup, and now obviously everybody's starting to you know, nobody looks like they're having fun anymore. Every band is you know losing all their big hair, and uh, you know it's a totally different time. But that show was crazy. Mm-hmm. And general admissions. Now, I know Hammerjacks. You talk of Hammerjacks. The funny thing, we talk about Kiss. Obviously, everybody thinks of Kicks when they think Hammerjacks. But the uh, you know, that was a great club. And here we're going to reminisce for just a second. Okay, now I'm back. But the uh, that, pl- that had to be crazy. So now you were a young mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. and that had to be all hell's breaking loose. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. It was, just, it was the, the whole the whole show was just insane. I was I mean for for one, you know, Hammerjacks isn't that big. Right. And my first thought was you're going to have who play where? Right. right. That is just insane, but I mean, the show was great. I was completely blown away by it. I mean, that's just yeah. They're just they're just a powerful band live. I mean, it's just insane. I fought my way through that whole yeah. show at the truck. It, at the Trocadero in Philly, everybody was just fighting for space, and I was just pushing and shoving just to hold my ground because I was literally one person away from the stage standing right under uh, on Paul's side. So like me and Paul were like looking at each other almost the whole show. You know, It was great. I didn't get a pick because the lady in front of me, <laughs> she bopped me with her big ass. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a pick that actually went up in the air, came down on the ground, and I was probably right there to go bend down and grab it, and she literally bumped me with her big booty. <laughs> and I never got the pick. Well, you know what? It was it was packed, and I see. I always remember that. I was up. I was probably right next to you because now it wasn't me bumping you, but the uh, no. I was kind of right in the middle. Are you sure? Well, it was, it was funny. I don't know. It was funny. Hair. Yeah, because, well, you know, it could have been. But we talk about that all the time because imagine that as general admission. I mean, that was mm-hmm. chaos. And the funny thing yeah. is, like you talk about trying to get a pick. I remember going up for. I think it was Paul's. He flipped the pick right in the air, and man, I took an elbow right in the nose. I mean, and I'm, I was never a mosh kind of guy, but that was as close to mosh. Yeah, really. Like somebody just boom. That was the probably, first and last time I moshed. Well, if you're in the Philly area, you may have been the one that bashed me in the nose. But hey, it's still straight. So that, but yeah, that whole tour was unbelievable. That mm-hmm. and, and a lot of time we talk about that a lot. Now you're a young guy getting into it, and people talk about, oh well, when did you get into the band, this and that and the other. But that time, I think if you were a fan, just even discovering them on the Revenge era, that was some kind of tour. I mean, that was really, you know, I thought the Revenge, the the uh, unplugged or the not unplugged, but the club tour was probably better than the arena version, even though they had the big, you know, the the big statue oh, the, and everything. Just the set list was incredible because mm-hmm. they, they incredible. you know, they, they brought back 100,000 years. I was going to say that, yep. That was like, you know, a, a special occasion to hear that song. Everybody was, because they didn't do it in, in the 80s. And, you know, that was my second time seeing them. The first time for me was Hot in the Shade. So, you know, even though I got into them in 79 and loved all the makeup stuff, for me, that's why I'm so big into 80s Kiss because my first live experience was unmasked, just the music, loud, in your face, you know, Paul just being incredible, you know, with, with the stories that he would tell and stuff like that. And that's why that always had a big impression on me, the unmasked era. So then how do you transition into being in a Kiss tribute band? Talk about that. Um, well, the funny thing is I was, uh, the band that I was I was in at the time was the first band I, I had ever I was I was actually singing for, and um, our bass player knew a knew a guy named Gio and well George DeCampo. I'm sure everybody knows who that mm-hmm. is. He um, they they gave Mike, this guy Mike a call and they said, "Hey man, you know we're, we're putting together the Kiss tribute band and we need a Gene and a Paul." And he was like, "Cool, I can do the Gene." And I was like, well, "Man, we really need a Paul." And he goes, "I got the guy. I know this guy. I work." Well, first time I went in, I was like, "Yeah." I don't think I can do this justice, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just—that's pretty much how it came about. And then just for you know, first year, costumes looked really trashy, and you know, you made out of aluminum foil and everything, <laughs> anything you could do, you know. And then after that, they just kind of started to, to develop, and we started putting money into it, and it really came along. And it was—I had a great time with it, you know. It was—it was a great time, but that's fantastic. Well, you know what? We're gonna actually, while we're meeting everybody, we're gonna debut your new song. Sweet, this is awesome. Now we got David Snowden here. He sent me this and said, "Look, uh, I'm going to send you this, and uh, you're going to debut this." And I said, "Man, that's awesome!" So now you're in the Kiss room. Well, before you play it, if I can okay, tell you. David, um, tell us the background on this. 
Well, what I was going to say was, you know, I mean, I've done a lot of different things over the years in the music business. And for a while, I kind of took a back seat and I started just doing layout and design work and photography. And it was one day that my wife actually said to me, you need to listen to this band. She said, I think they're going to be a really good band. And I went out and I saw them and I said to her, I said, you know, I said it's all angry music to me. <laughs> and she laughed at me and, you know, a couple of months went by and the speed called and he says, why don't you come out and see the band again? He said, we got a new guitar player. And I went out and I saw it and I was like, wow. And I said to him, you know what? I haven't done this stuff in a few years, but I think it's time for me to dust those shoes off and come back out. And that's why I wanted you to play it first before anybody else. So really, that's a big shout out to your beautiful wife, Kim. And she was here last year. Now you traded in. We have Speed and Tony. You know, uh, it's still yes, a I did. I traded down and, and I apologize. <laughs> so why don't we check this out? What do you want to say about it before we play it? Um, well, I could say a lot about this song, actually. This is, it's, I mean, if you're a Kiss fan... Just, just because I was, you know, kind of brought up in the Kiss, it doesn't sound exactly like Kiss or anything. So, but I, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's Silver Tongue. That's, that's all I can really say about it. I mean, it's this is something we've really pulled out and and we really dug deep into this. Pantera one. never sounded like Kiss, but that was like, you know, if it wasn't for Kiss, there'd be no Pantera. Well, you know, the cool thing. Yeah, well, that's a cool thing because this is going to sound a little closer to the Pantera. There you go. <laughs> it's all in the family, you know. All right. It's all it's all related one way or the other. I mean, just to let you know, Chris is the reason why I quit doing Paul Stanley. Get out of here. Because well, when I heard him no, do Paul Stanley, I said, I said I'm Stop it. No. Well, we're going to we tell that, the same tell that story. We, uh, we actually played gigs for each other, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's tell that story when we come back, because Kiss fans, strap yourself in for something a little different here. Silver Tongue coming alive here on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Got a pill to race some hell I'm burning 
That's right, Kiss Army. Now, if you're tuning in right now, you're thinking, I'm in the Kiss room. That wasn't Kiss. Silvertongue, brand new song. That won't be out till October. So you got an exclusive here in the Kiss room. I got to say, fantastic. Awesome. That was really great. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks, for, thanks, thanks for airing that. Thank you very much. You know, and see, that's, you can see where there's the link there. See, now you're in a Kiss tribute band, Kiss fan, doing killer music like that. Now we can share it with all Kiss fans. So I know... A lot of people just tuned in on that. They want to find out more information. Where can they find info about you? Um, www.silvertongue.com. And Silvertongue is one word, but it's spelled T-U-N-G. Because, you know, if it's a kiss thing, it's, you know, you're thinking tongue. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's funny because there, there was... See, it's all related. A, it's all we just, we just recently opened up for a kiss tribute band uh, up here in PA over at the Ritz. And um, somebody said to me, said, they, they, they looked at me and they said, are you influenced by Gene? I went, ironically, no, but because, uh, <laughs> you know, I used to do the Paul thing. But Well, then you say, well, aren't we all? <laughs> you know, of course, we're celebrating Gene Simmons' birthday is in August, so we're all thinking happy birthday to the demon. Whenever you're listening to this, sing happy birthday to Gene <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> So fantastic. So people can all, they can, can they get some of the other songs? I have another song we're going to play later. Mm-hmm. What can they find on your website? Tour dates? Where are you playing? You, you can find tour dates. You'll find video. We just put out a video, a, a lyrical video just recently from off the first album, The Pawn. It's called I Am. Um, and you can catch us on Facebook at uh, Facebook forward slash Silver Tongue Band. Um, we're all over the place. We're, and we're trying to spread out even more. So if there's any clubs listening in, in Jersey or New York, Philadelphia, uh, go to the go to either our, our website and go to booking at silvertongue.com and just hit us up. And, and we've been out with uh, we've been out with a ton of ton of bands. Actually, the, another ironic thing is what happened. One of our very first national acts was Slaughter. Really? Mm-hmm. That was the very first band we opened up for. See now, see how it all ties together. Because yeah. coming up. Sometime in this show, and I'm not going to tell you when, we're going to give away a Vinnie Vincent Invasion medley, like it's a single, right? If you look on thekissroom.com, if you look on the uh, the Facebook, you're going to see there's a link to a blog. I wrote all about it. What it is when uh, when All Systems Go was released, and this we're going to give it away because Vinnie's birthday was just this month as well. So we're saluting Vinnie Vincent. All you Vinnie fans out there are ready, and you're going to try and win this, okay? It's the single... It's a 45. Now, those of you who go, what's a record, right? It's a record. It's an actual record. It's only one-sided, but it had snippets from all the songs on the album, okay? And it went, it was that and a couple stickers, and you'll see pictures of it. And also, there's a photocopied letter from the band, signed by the band, photocopied, okay? Don't think you're getting real autographs. We're going to talk about some real autographs later, but we're not giving you real autographs, okay? I want you to be clear on that. Don't go, oh, Matt, you cheated me. Wow. It's a photocopy. But uh, when people were getting those in the mail, where they actually came from was from the Kiss Force mailing list because Chrysalis had contacted <laughs> me to get that. Talk which about will that. lead into maybe later. We have, we have a pretty amazing prize that we're going to give away. And for all of you who don't listen live, who listen on download, I'm going to make it available where you can uh, enter to win. And you're going to be like, Matt, thank you, because that's a cool prize. You're going to have a chance. But I'm talking about that a little bit later. So coming up, you got to, the reason why I'm thinking, you know, Mark Slaughter, study your Vinnie Vincent Invasion trivia in your mind. Start rolling it around in your head because at some point I'm going to give you a, uh, a question. You're going to have to know it. You're going to have to post the answer on the Facebook page. we got a lot of new people on the Facebook page this week. Hopefully you're all ready for that. So 
So that's going to be something interesting. Now, the one thing we're going to talk about, we're going to meet Tony. But first, we're going to play a song for Gene's birthday. My friend Bob Brodsky said, I want to hear She's So European. And you got it here in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. She's so European, and she's in the Kiss Room. She might be in Canada. I know Candy's listening. She might be in Rio de Janeiro. Tatiana's listening. Who knows? Who People are all over the planet. Alex is listening. Says he wants to get back on the streets. I don't think I even brought that song, Alex. Lydia said she's listening. Cameron, he's got a birthday coming up. He's listening. Sean Rocks is listening. I'm looking at the Facebook. Hello, people! People, we're back. So now joining us for the first time in the Kiss Room, Tony DeVille from DeVille, Inc. What's up? How are you, Tony? I'm doing great. 
Now, the, the way that I met Tony essentially was last month, post right on the page, says, I am cranking the kiss room through the entire show. Absolutely. And I was so excited. That's I'm like, cool. man, yeah, that's so great. Yep. You oh, know, yeah. I, I, want, I really want to think that as somebody's getting that ink permanently put on them that they're listening to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, well, it, you just happen to be the filler between the music. <laughs> So, no, we love it. We have uh, a couple of the guys that work at the shop are big kiss heads, you know, myself included, uh, Tony Inslee. You know, uh, Speed comes down to shop all the time. Ronnie from Ghost of War. We just rock it out, man. And we'll we'll put up some pictures. He, his arms are covered in tattoos. All of his so stuff uh, done with by pen first. Beautiful work. And I'm looking at it all. The skin drawings. The, uh, this, is, this is all done by freehand Yep. When he first did it, I, was I did like, David's first tattoo. It looks like a wing. See, now if you were if you were in here, you would you would all be going, "Oh man, look at all those tats." But uh, you know, so really, the same kind of question is, uh, how did you discover Kiss? When? What are your first Kiss memories? And obviously, we're going to talk about tattooing, but really, let's talk about Kiss. My first Kiss memory was uh, I got these really goofy looking Barbie dolls <laughs> in a right, box, right? and when I was about three or four. And I used to beat them around, and I used to, you know, jump off and kick Barbie's butt, you know, at my cousin's house and stuff like that. And, man, I wish I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, so <laughs> um, that was my very first Kiss memory. My mother raised me uh, old school metalhead, Quiet Riot, Kiss, you know, um, Motley Crue, all those good, cool rocking bands from the 80s and everything like that. But, so you um, got the dolls. Had you heard the music yet? No. See, I no. had. I had. Remember, I, my mom, man, she drove a 1979 silver uh, Pontiac Trans Am with the big fire chicken on the front of it. <laughs> Hell, heck yeah, man. I mean, it was it was good stuff. You see you being in it. You know, stuff. see right there, you just summed up pretty much everything that was cool in the 70s. Absolutely. You had kids dolls and, a, and the you know, Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, Absolutely. right? It That's was silver, though. It wasn't black. It was silver. Man, another thing, man, I wish we would have kept. That thing's oh, worth yeah. a mint, too. That'd be worth a lot. <laughs> So, so really, you, you had those uh, the Kiss dolls. When's the first time you saw Kiss? First time I saw Kiss was in Maryland in Ocean City, and uh, it was on the Revenge Tour. So I'm, I'm a little bit younger in speed, not by much. So just a little <laughs> Where did they play there? It was Secrets, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. I yeah. was real young. Yeah, I'm, I just, went, I'm saying a little uh, bit. I was a I, lot I younger. went to that show. That was Secrets. Yeah. And it's really sad because... I've been a Kiss fan longer than you and Speed have been alive. Together, <laughs> probably, probably together. together. <laughs> well, I'm I, I, I'm not going to put ages out there. Yeah, you're old. So, <laughs> um, first time I met Kiss was the uh, Kiss Alive uh, three meet and greet at Hammerjacks, all ages again. So I got in. I actually won my tickets through a local radio station lookalike contest. Wow! So I was uh, 17 walking through Catonsville, which is this really nice hoity-toity kind of uh, neighborhood, dressed up like Gene Simmons. <laughs> All right, now post pictures. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Well, see, I looked a lot different when I was skinnier and had hair. So You have well, evolved over too. the years just like Gene has. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, except I didn't get hair plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we can't confirm or deny. What no, 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 that's right. right. That's right. totally an inside joke. It has uh, no variance to no uh, no uh, validity to that. So, <laughs> Your Honor, I won't confirm or deny what I just <laughs> exactly. Said. Please the fifth on that one. I'll take the heat. <laughs> so now, obviously, like one of the things, and I was looking at a lot of your work online. Now, obviously, Kiss being a very visual band, yes, and clearly you're an artist. Great imagery. Man. So, at what point do you like? I remember drawing Kiss when I was little. I would draw them, and I mean, I you know they'd be fighting robots or they'd be on a stage and all this kind of stuff. But that was, I think, one of the appeals of Kiss. You could draw Kiss, 
you know, and, and if you're into art, you know, it was fun to draw Kiss. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you figure, I wasn't really drawing a picture of Robert Plant, you know, fighting a robot. So right. it, was, like, exactly. it was different. Yeah. Now, how did that influence you? Like, you know, as far as your art and were you into comic books? See, I was a big comic I book I was fan. not a big comic book fan. I was uh, out digging in the dirt, playing around with a kid. Somebody hand me a pencil and some uh, Crayola markers, non-washable. And uh, away I went, you know, so uh, just sat down and started drawing. And then um, probably was about 12 or 13 years old and started resketching some of the uh, old childhood memories of these beaten up kiss dolls laying on the uh, side of the bed there. And uh, just kind of took off from there. And then when I started becoming a uh, portrait tattoo artist, um, I was like, you know what? I think I really need to do some some portrait stuff and put the put the force them in there. You know, I really, I want to hear a lot about um, how you got into tattooing. One thing I want to mention, I don't know if, if Kiss fans, if you're listening, if you go to, obviously you're familiar with kissfact.com. Uh, we're talking about artwork. Uh, there's a fantastic feature about the solo albums. They have interviews with people, so many people that are connected with it. But one of the uh, really interesting things, they showed the uh, the like the original sketches of that mural where it connected together yeah. and they were talking to the, the artist of that. Now you got to go, I have a link for it on the kiss room. If you look at my blog and he says he did that in about a weekend. He yeah, said, when you're on a roll, man, that stuff just kind of flows out of you like blood. Well, that they had to do it in a weekend. They said to him on a Friday, <laughs> we need these by Monday. And you go like, and I th always think it's funny. Now, obviously as a tattoo artist, the, uh, the, uh, thing that, really strikes me is your work's permanent for the most yeah, part. There's no erasers on the end of those things. And, and you know, in a lot of ways, I, I look at something like, you know, those solo album posters and you think there's something that was a weekend of that guy's life. Mm -hmm. I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but the, uh, but yeah, think about that. A lot of people, I mean, I still have them, you yep. know, hanging up, you know, it's like one of those things where you, we've kept all that stuff. They oh, yeah. be, have become like what was a, a weekend worth of work for them. Maybe, you know, has spent a lifetime with us. You know, and even uh, I remember I had met um, Victor Staben, who did the uh, uh, Unmasked nice. cover. And I and we met him at his gallery. And, he, and I said, you know, of course, he's shown off all his great artwork mm -hmm. and everything. And then uh, I said to him, look, you know, I, I love all this really great artwork. But uh, I, I lo really love those Unmasked, you know, drawings. He says, he's, oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> right. know, just like, like, okay, thanks. Nice to meet you. But the uh, so we're going to talk about that. I really want to get into that. I think that's that's really interesting to me is the fact that, you know, visually, like there were things like you're talking about that you could connect with as an artist. Absolutely. And I think that's something that really made Kiss, you know, more vibrant than a lot of bands. Sure, it, it streps over a lot of different kind of uh, – uh, boundaries that kind of society kind of puts in there. So, you know, I've been, we've all been to Kiss concerts where we had the guy with the suit and tie and the guy with the mohawk to the left of us, <laughs> right. you know. So I, I think it's great, you know. They're kind of like their own little uh, UN. Exactly. <laughs> so. It's the United Nations. There's a Kiss, Kiss Nations, a real good uh, yeah. Facebook page. But, you well, know, we talk about that all the time. I brought a gift because I wanted to bring you guys into my army. I had these custom made for you guys. Hey, look at that. Oh, wow. a choice of either one. Oh, they're sharp. Well, DeVille, I got to go with the purple, patches. you know, because uh, and I have it's a more. Paul Stanley thing, you know. I know, I have more. So if you would, if you would like the creature styled one, or I love that this one here. Now, see, we're, we're if, if they're we were, custom made by No Croak Embroidery for us. If we were TV, you know, you'd see this. It's really fantastic. That's beautiful. Well, yep. thank you. We actually picked them up this morning on the way up. See, really now, cool. now we're lucky because uh, you just gave us something. We're going to give one of the listeners a chance to yeah. win something right now. Okay, like I said. Get ready. All of you tuned in. Here's, here's what you need to do. I'm going to get my notes just so I say the right thing. Okay, ready? Be ready. Here's what you're going to have to do. I'm going to play a song. 
It's a Vinnie Vincent Invasion song. Go to the Facebook page. A bunch of you already are logged in. You see where it says, you know, right at the top. It's the very first entry. I'm going to play this song. You need to tell me the name of the movie that it's in. Now, I might have just given it away because, like, some really, people don't even need some to people hear don't the song. even need that. They already are going. Okay, I know what that is because you know it's giving it away, and we kind of gave it away earlier in a way. Let me make sure I cue up the right track because that would be no good if I didn't. And let's see if we can get this here on the Kiss Room. Enter now on Monco Radio. Think of the video. Think Mark Slaughter in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
angels know who we're going to have to call out. We're going to have to call out the Watch out, baby! History of Monaco Radio.
That's right, Kiss Army. It's four o'clock. We're here to hour number two. Now, the reason why I went to a second song there, because uh, the judges, we had to go into an executive meeting here. Um, super, super close. Now, I posted, the first person to post the answer was Jeff Hastings in Des Moines, Iowa. Wait, wait. Jeff Hastings. Yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And Even though I'm shaking my hair in confusion. <laughs> now, and then there was some. There was there was a it was a photo finish. Now, Jeff, you will be. I winning, think you're a winner, winner, chicken you'll, dinner. You'll be getting that Vinnie Vincent pack. That'll be coming to you, and I'll probably hit the uh, post office tomorrow. Send me your address. But then everybody said, well, look, he didn't really post the answer under the comment. And I'm like, yeah, but does I posted, did he think maybe it meant under the comment somewhere on the page? Or there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of confusion. And uh, so now we were kind of all scratching our head. I'm thinking it's probably the last time I do a contest. <laughs> you know. But now, now David <laughs> said to me, look, I have the solution. I'm and looking to David. I Snowden. brought something up for Matt to give away. Actually, it's two different items. But um I told Matt, how about if you give him the first piece that I brought with me, which is a complete Kiss Force fan club package. So Justice, one of the generations of Kiss podcast, you are going to get... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, you are... Justice. There is justice for justice because you are a winner, winner, chicken dinner too. Woo! All right. All right. So there you go. Now you got it. You got that. We got we got you know everybody, and we got Sean Rocks. I think is gonna is gonna come in here and punch me in the mouth because he's posting Dream Masters in the title. And so look, everybody's a winner here in the Kiss Room. Okay, so we got two winner winners. Chicken dinners all around, people. You didn't even know that it was gonna come out like that. So David, thank you for saving the day. And uh, and uh, otherwise, I would be really you know feeling a little worse about that. But uh, but look, everybody's a winner. So Jeff got a prize. Justice got a prize. We're back here in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Where we last left off, we were talking about tattooing. Tell yeah. me, how do you get started with tattooing? By luck. The best, uh, the, the best part about it is the way I got started was I uh, was uh, I walked into a into a tattoo shop that's non-existent anymore about 16 years ago, and uh, just asked a question, and I was able to walk out. You know, he didn't break like my toes or my fingers or anything like the old school guys did. And uh, I showed him my portfolio and he was like, hey, man, why don't you uh, stop back in and ta-da. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Now, that's something that Tatiana, she's over in Rio de Janeiro. She talked about, you know, when you're starting as a tattoo artist, how do you get kind of in with the people that know? A lot of time you have to be an apprentice or somebody well, kind of needs to lead you down. How did you get started with that? The best thing is to go through an apprenticeship. Just because you can get a really good tattoo artist to say, yeah, I'll teach you. But if they can't teach, it's no use of being there. So you have to have very good observation uh, skills with it. Best thing to do, don't tattoo anybody. Draw on pictures. Don't take your equipment in there because if you walked in my shop and said, I want to be a tattooist and you're mind-blowing drawings of portfolio and everything, and you said, well, I have these, the first thing I'm going to do is take them and throw them in the trash because <laughs> any bad habits you learn, you know, right. goodbye. Right. But um, basically you just go through and you just kind of beg and plead and sometimes pay a whole bunch of money to uh, learn how to be a tattoo artist underneath under a nice shop, you know. So and and really, this is something we joke about. Do you have to have really, you know, uh, understanding friends who want who want you to tattoo them? Is that you have to have uh, the best thing if you're going to not take my advice on to not tattoo, then go out and get yourself some cantaloupes and some pig's feet. 
Um, and maybe some order some fake skin. Yeah, you know, and have some really good trusting friends after about a hundred cantaloupe. So it gets you used to working on uh, oddball skin, I mean, oddball round shapes because you know there's no erasers and it's not right. flat. So it just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experience. Now there's got to be. Well, first tell us what was your first tattoo? Do you remember the first one you did? I do, Bonnie, right here on my shoulder. So you did it to yourself? Time. Oh no. What's no, your, I, what's, I did all of this. What's your, well, what's, what's well, uh, your first tattoo that you did? First tattoo I did was a flaming skull and crossbones on the back of somebody's shoulder. That was the very first tattoo. In See, a shop. I didn't, you know. So, like, you were practicing. You practiced on the fake skin, cantaloupes. Nope. You just I did, I. It was a. Okay. It's really bad. And I got to kind of let the leash out a little bit. Um, I started piercing first. So after I started piercing, we had a, uh, another tattoo apprentice that was with us. And um, the guy, James O'Connor, who taught me how to tattoo, was like, man, we got to make her mad. So we've got this, you know, very giving friend of yours, you know, just going to put a little tattoo on him. He says, all you got to do is just try to not screw up. I said, I can do that. And it wound up being natural. You wow. know, so I moved out of the piercing side and went right into uh, tattooing. So, so there's got to be now in that line of work, you're going to meet a lot of interesting people. Oh, have I? And I was going to say, before, I, I was going to ask you first. you get to tattoo a lot of interesting places. <laughs> give us, give us some interesting, give us clean enough for radio. I can, I can. <laughs> give us a couple stories. I mean, in a way, like everybody's familiar with, um, you know, they see some real interesting designs, things like that. But maybe like, uh, you know, you have somebody that comes in, maybe he's a little, they, it, it hurts more than they think. Maybe they're a little crazy. You know, tell us something like that. Crazy. <laughs> I have so many crazy stories and most of them are not air friendly. My favorite story um, has to do with a girl urinating herself. Oh, my. And it's it's safe. It's okay. You know, um, we were, uh, it was probably about eight or nine years ago when I was working at the old shop. And uh, she comes in and she wants a brown butterfly. I said, a moth? She said, no, a brown butterfly. So okay. Well, whatever. So I draw up this real pretty brown butterfly for her, make it not look like a moth. Put the stencil on her. She's getting it on the lower back stamp area. And um, I get about 30 seconds into it. And she's like, whew, whew, I really need a cigarette. It's 95 degrees outside in May in the middle of Baltimore. I said, well, let's go. Let's go have a cigarette. So we walk outside and have a cigarette. She comes back and she goes, I don't feel so <laughs> floor. Oh. <laughs> she had uh, hyped herself up so much that she literally just passed out. And she was out for a good 30 or 40 seconds. Wow. Um, the old owner of the shop, he's gone now. Uh, he's, he's passed away. Um he, uh, he was a nurse, and I had studied to be an EMT, so we just grabbed some ice packs and some smelling salts and kind of just stuck it to her. And when she finally came to, she had set in her own urine because her body had just completely relaxed. And she got up and going, what'd you guys spill on me? So uh. that's, my, that's my fun radio story that <laughs> See, I can that's, tell. That's good. Now, in your own radio, you can tell stories that are a little more off color. On BustedKnuckleRadio.com, you are more than welcome. We are not FCC regulated. We are not kid-friendly, but we are work-friendly during the day. Got you. My show in particular is DeVille After Dark. Uh, imagine where I got the name from. Um, <laughs> it is broadcasted from the Busted Knuckle Studios in Baltimore, and we just have a blast. You know, it's my, myself, Casey, uh, my wife, um, and uh, Primo. You know, so we do all kinds of everybody, everything related stuff. Fantastic. So, so yeah, every, everybody can check that out. Give the address again. It is www.bustednuckleradio.com, and I am deville.inc.com. Nice. So now you're in the Baltimore area. You're, th you're thinking about uh, if anybody's out there looking for a tattoo, this would be a place to start. You know, what are what are some things like if uh, obviously KISS fans, they're big into uh, the different KISS designs, things like that. 
you know, do you design, like somebody comes in, they say, I want a kiss tattoo, but something different. How do you go about designing something like that? It normally takes, when somebody says, I want this kind of thing, like a kiss tattoo that uh, I want to be different, it normally takes about two hours to consult with them because we have to milk out of their head what exactly they're looking for. Or they just say, here's a bunch of money and sit down and we're going to do this much of my body, which there is a sleeve, if you'll allow me, that I'm dying to do. I've been wanting to do it since I started tattooing. It's just kind of expensive, you know, probably run about $4,000 from wrist to shoulder on a normal average person, but I'm willing to do it half as long as they post the pictures on the kiss room. Hey, there you go. Um, now there's a, a, there's a first sleeve. Um, consult everything. Hit me up at our Facebook at uh, Facebook.com. Uh, everybody everybody hey, in the room is looking well, at the I got, the my, I got my Paul tattoo I can build around maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I have so, nothing on my left arm. Yeah, I know. Hey, I offered you and you were like, no, it'll hurt. No, <laughs> no. He, um, I can't wait to do this tattoo. You know, I have a, a wonderful envision thing in my head and, uh, you know, it's all the faces. I mean, all the faces, well, one version of each of, of the cat right. and the uh, sure. star child, but, uh, which we know are, you know, Paul Stanley, Peter, Chris, Ace, oh, yeah. really Gene Simmons, you know, that's, that's well, who you're not mean. just those four. <laughs> right? I, I wanted to get in there with, uh, <laughs> Vinny. Yeah. Well, Eric I don't know Carr, about the, sure. yeah, I wanted to do, uh, the Eric Carr and I wanted to do, um, uh, Vinnie Vincent as well. You know, I want to do an entire like kissology kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing it on the kiss room. If you're in the Baltimore area, you know, obviously we broadcast here from Montgomery County Community College here in Bluebell, PA. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Baltimore area, you got to hit up Tony. That sounds like an interesting concept, and I think uh, you know that's that's quite an offer. I'll tell you, that's really something. And we just we want to see the pictures. That's the main thing. At the end of the day, uh, I want to see it. Well, if you're in the area and you can't afford a full sleeve or you want to hit me up, we can definitely make a very nice arrangement. I do take collectibles sometimes as tips. See? Um, I just got the full Kiss dolls, the, the 24 inches, as a tip the other day. Wow. So they're sitting in my uh, my office. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I, I waited a long time before I got a tattoo, and Tony's the only guy that I would ever use. So. And thank you. And, and that was a nerve-wracking tattoo. I mean, I've been in and out of a lot of different tattoo places all over the country. And his place. I mean, it's kind of like walking into a hospital. It's a very sterile environment, which is really important. Mm-hmm. And he cares about what he does. Absolutely. That's what I said. I mean, I wouldn't think about putting anything permanent on my body without knowing the people. And he's definitely worth the trip to Baltimore, I think so. You know, now there's, that's a good point. And this well, is something you. we were talking about right away was how do you decide what to get? Your first tattoo, how did you decide what it would be? Well, I waited until it was the 25th anniversary of my company. Yeah. Okay. And I had my snowflake with my initials tattooed in it. And then about six months ago mm-hmm. or so, I went back to Tony and I said, Tony, I said, I want it to be a little bit more elaborate. I want it to be part of my personality. It has to involve music. He freehand uh, drew a bunch of music notes all around it. And then he proceeded to tattoo after I looked at it to make sure I was happy with it. Yep. See, now we really, we need this to be on TV because as we're talking, everybody's checking their tattoos. Now, I don't have any, but the, uh, you know, everybody's looking at their tattoo. Matt, do you, you need know. me to pick you up and take you to Baltimore? Right. Hey, you know, Matt, I'll tell you what, you want your first tattoo, you come down and see me, I'll take care of it. See, now that's the question why I ask you, well, how did you decide? Because I think to me, that was always my thing where I could never really figure out what it would be. Now, I, you know, it's funny. It's one of those things you think to yourself, what is that one thing that you'd really, really want? You know what I mean? That's why I ask you that, because I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, we've seen tons of great kiss tattoos. Mm-hmm. There's tons of them out there. I'm looking over your arms. you got all kind of things going on, like, you know. Mighty Mouse, a couple signatures from uh, my favorite bass player, since I'm a bass player as well. Oh, by the way, can I share the uh, purchase I've made on the way Absolutely. Off? I just bought the new court uh, Gene Simmons axe 
on the way up here. Fantastic. Now, so. see, he says well, he's an eBay guy. Picked yes. it up on the way oh, to the absolutely. Kiss Room. Absolutely. And um, Silvertongue, along with uh, three of the other sponsored bands through DeVillian, because we're very big into music. You walk in, it's all kinds of music memorabilia and signed guitars and everything through it. Um, so uh, September 21st at the House of Rock, you can check it out on DeVillian.com. Silvertongue is going to be playing, and I'm going to break out the axe and play with Ghost of War, God of Thunder. There you go. So. You know, we're talking about Kiss. We're talking about playing some Kiss. Uh, Candy said, let me hear something off Psycho Circus. We're talking about Gene's birthday, so why don't we bring up something off, something of, off of that. Psycho Circus! <laughs> In the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music Welcome reminds Welcome to me. the show!
That's right, Kiss Army. That song, uh, Candy Said, plays some of Psycho Circus. We're also playing something for Gene Simmons' birthday, Journey of a Thousand Years. Chris says, I'm glad you like that song. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, best, the best thing about uh, Kiss songs was uh, they asked Paul once, uh, what's your least favorite uh, Kiss song that you recorded? And Paul says, uh, he goes, well, he says, we recorded a song called No, 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 No. And when we recorded it, I should have said, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Gene hates I Was Made For Love News. Like, that's the last time I'm ever singing like a woman. But anyway. But you know, we love that. Now, new to the Kiss Room, first time, long time listener, known you a long time, Chris yep. Ann, welcome to the Kiss Room. Thank you, Matt. Good to be here. Hey. And I have to say, I am very excited to be the only woman surrounded by a bunch of hot men. <laughs> Look at Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> You know, and, and dreams because, do come well, true. That's right. But it's in the kiss room too, so you can imagine me much better looking. If you were here, if it was TV, you know, then it's it's tough. But you know, <laughs> it's the theater of the mind. <laughs> so tell us now. Now here's the funny thing: we're we're an hour, more than an hour into the show, and Chris Ann's been kind of hanging back. She says to me. I'm nervous about being on the air. I don't, I'm not really going to talk. I'm just going to hang out and watch. And I said, no, no, you're going to talk. So tell us, how did you get into KISS? When, when did you find KISS? I was about 11 years old, 1975, and hearing rock and roll over for the first time. And I said, what is that? Right. <laughs> that rock was and roll just... over or rock and roll all night? Right. No, it's rock, rock and roll, roll over. over was 76. So, okay, I was 12. Thank all you right. for correcting me. You're welcome. It was somewhere along those lines. <laughs> I'll tell your story. Thank you. <laughs> and then. But anyway, yeah, a friend, a neighbor in the neighborhood was playing it, and I said, "That's really cool." And he showed me the album cover, and I was like, "Wow, look at that!" And that was, and I just, it was almost instantaneous. I was a fan. You know, and it's funny we're talking about artwork. To me, the rock and roll over cover, I think, is one of the definitive kind of images of the group Absolutely. you know i mean it's like in a way as a kid too like when you look at that the just the expressions the way they caught the expressions on their face i think is phenomenal but also there's so much to look at there's so much color i can remember just stand, i would draw that i mean i'm not a good artist like you but the uh, you know i would draw that and it was it was the design of that is incredible, you know, and as an, as an artist, I mean, what do you think? When you look at some of those early album covers, I think that really had as much to do with really drawing people in at the time. I mean, now album covers are almost irrelevant because exactly. it's the size of your thumbnail and your iPod. But at that time, think well, of that. Well, that's why we collect all of our CDs and, you know, the smaller versions of it and the albums and everything that goes along with it because of the art that goes along with it. You know, um, to us, that's to me in person, you know, the art from uh, the kiss, the way the photography is done, the way the artwork and everything, the unmasked you were talking about earlier, that's one of my favorite album covers. Um, and I've seen so many so many versions of the rock and roll over, you know, with different people putting different things in there. It's just, it's iconic. Right. If you see that circle and four little blobs of like hair on top and whatever's in the center of it, you automatically think kiss. Absolutely. You know, and it's just imagery that they have laid down. It's just going to stick with us forever. Like a tattoo. Exactly. Right. See how it all ties yeah. together. First time seeing Kiss, Chrisanne. Um, actually, it was the reunion tour. What was that? Nine or ten years ago. Reunion ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Okay, that yeah, that was the first time I saw him in Camden, and me and a coworker went. I had that a great time. Was seventeen years ago already. Oh my god. That was a long. Well, I'm depressed. Wow, was it that long ago? Nine. Yeah. 96. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm seventeen. Old. Yeah. I'm not yeah, good in math, but yeah, it was a long time ago. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a couple more. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. yeah, that was that was the first time I saw him, and I just saw him again last year in Camden. 
with my friend Dawn. Yeah, we had a great Was that time. the one with Motley Crue with it? Yeah. The I tour, know, right. That was my wife's very first um, they were Kiss amazing. concert and Motley Crue concert, oh, wow. and she loved it. And Motley Crue's cannon didn't work, and she got drowned. Yeah, those water cannons, that was a little too much. I went to the opening night in Virginia. There was a couple of uh, Molly That's where we were at. That's right. Yeah, yeah the were, cannon on the left stage. Right. We were right there at the end of the water. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and actually, last year was the first time I met Matt face-to-face finally. After See, all that's that the time. power of the internet. Now, when we go back to the MySpace days. Oh, yeah. I, you know, so that's like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and those of you really young, you scratch your head and go, what was MySpace? But the, I, just uh, heard, I just heard uh, this morning on the news they were saying, uh, that Instagram now is the way to go. That that, that the old funny duddies that are ones left on Facebook. I'm like, great, you know. I gotta switch again. I left MySpace Don't kicking you and screaming. Early Facebook. <laughs> I left MySpace kicking and screaming. They're linking together. Trust me, it's right. easier. I do it every day. All the pictures yeah, we posted really. from today already. It's already on all three of them. Awesome. Twitter. <laughs> Good to know. See, everybody's visual. Now you don't even have to, you know, you used to have to at least type a paragraph. Then you had to type a sentence. Then yeah. it was 120 characters or less or whatever. Now it's a photo. Can't yeah. even be bothered. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, so pretty exciting stuff. And that's fun thing. You know, when you think about all those years of being a KISS fan and all the different changes, that's I think what's made it exciting. And obviously you're talking about finding them around, you know, revenge era. So that's you know, it's it's fun to kind of get into all different kind of things. Now, one of the things we were talking about was obviously Vinnie Vincent had a birthday. David has some really good Vinnie Vincent stories. We're going to talk about some Vinnie Vincent, but first we're going to play a track, and I'm going to cue this up. David said, this is one of my favorite Vinnie Vincent tracks. We're going to listen to this here on Monco Radio, where music reminds me.
So that's Tears with Vinnie Vincent on the vocals. We know, obviously, Vinnie's celebrating a birthday this month. And David, you worked with Vinnie. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get started working with Vinnie? And then I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what that was like. Well, it all goes back to the Kiss Force. We were doing, I was doing a lot of different interviews with various members. And Vinnie was somebody I just kind of hit it off with. He was a nice guy and... We just, you know, I, he asked me one day if I would actually do his official fan club. And that's when I decided that it was, it's great being a fan, but I wanted to be a part of the business. So that's when I jumped into that. Now, obviously on that track, Vinny is doing the vocal. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Vinny do more vocals? That's strong. Yeah, and that was something that I had asked him about because I told him out of all the versions of Tears that I've heard, uh, you had John Waiter had a top 10 hit with it. Peter Chris did it. I always told him that was my favorite version of the song. And he was like, really? Thank you. But there are other demos that Vinny is singing on. I mean, he told me once when he, they were actually recording Creatures in the Night, he said that they tried it with Paul Stanley singing vocals. Didn't quite work out. Huh. They tried it with Gene singing it. Didn't work out. They tried it with Eric singing it. Still wasn't the same. And what Gene had said to him was nobody had the same emotional quality of singing back on the streets than Vinny did. But obviously he wasn't even in the band, so you couldn't do that. And they certainly weren't going to put it on Lick It Up because he was just getting into the band. Right, right. Now, obviously, you know, among KISS fans, it's pretty well known. And if you watched, you know, any KISS interview for any amount of time, one of the, you know, kind of themes that seems to be is that Vinny, very talented, a genius but hard to work with. Now, you worked with him. What, kind, what do you think about that? Well, he knew what he wanted, but he also had a lot of indecisiveness about things. When it came to music and writing songs, he knew exactly what he wanted out of things. But when it came to business stuff, there are some things that you just need to leave to other people, to the professionals. And in a situation like that, like coming into KISS, obviously, you know, at that point, certainly, Gene and Paul are running the show. They're probably not, even though they maybe, you know, he would come up with great ideas, they're still, they were running the show. And if he really wanted to come in and tell them how they were going to do it. And you just, you can't do that in any right. kind of business that you walk into. I mean, you walk into, you get a new job at a place, you certainly don't come in and tell the owner exactly how to run the place. Exactly. And that's something that he tried to do, and it was a shame. But during the time that I worked with him, when I'd be at his house, one of the things he loved to pull out were a lot of pictures from the Creatures of the Night Tour because he had a picture of himself in full kiss makeup along with his wife, Anne-Marie, at the time, who was pregnant with their twin daughters. So it's wow. this very cool picture of him and his wife, and he's all done up. Had a lot of great pictures from Rio de, Gen- de-, uh, de Janeiro where they played their last shows in makeup. And he had a lot of really good fond memories. Of course, when he got together and did the invasion thing, he was trying not to mention the kiss thing because one of the first ads that uh, Chrysalis Records did had actually said, a member of the kiss army has gone AWOL. And, uh, you know, if I were kiss, I wouldn't have liked it. And they certainly did. Yeah. And that's when he decided not to ever mention anything about. So in your time working with Vinny, do you have an opinion or do you know from what he told you like why he didn't sign the contract that supposedly he never signed according to gene vinnie vincent to this day has never been a member of kiss because he never signed his contract well you know that's about because that? he felt like it was not a fair contract to him or at least in his opinion mm. and let's face it when you're out and you're playing clubs 
and somebody comes to you and they say, hey, look, do you want to go out and you want to play stadiums? I don't care if you're writing all the songs. And as he put it, he left the band because he didn't want to give them another one of his babies. Well, that's one of the things when you're nobody and you're sitting at home and you're playing your guitar and singing your songs, it doesn't pay the bills. But somebody opened up to him. They gave him an opportunity. They gave him an opportunity that a lot of people would love to have. And unfortunately, he just didn't seize the moment and go along with it. Do, do, do we even know from what like Kiss has said about like what officially was the end there for Vinny? Like, was there a moment or a, uh, this is like when they knew that this was the end with him? Well, that was during the Lick It Up tour. They had actually, Vinny had quit the band after the European leg of the tour. Okay. He did tell me that. And they ended up calling him back. They asked him to come back. He came back. He did the U.S. tour. Right. Then he told them that he really didn't want anything to do with the band anymore. Uh, they tried calling him several times. Diana Ross called him, would leave him messages. And he kept tapes of all that stuff. Wow. And he played some of those where Diana Ross was like, Hi, Diana Ross, I'd like you to come down, write some songs, play on a session. But he felt as though a lot of that was just a ploy to get him back into the fold. And he didn't want to do it. Hmm. Which is unfortunate because... You know, look at where his career went and look at where Kiss is. Right. And then, you know, they did work together during uh, Revenge. They wrote Unholy and uh, I Just Wanna. And then apparently it went bad again, I guess, because he was looking for more royalties or that's... And then there was the lawsuit that Kiss won and and that's where it gets fishy. He thought that he was going to come back into the band. Mm. And that's just not going to happen. And like I said, it's... I mean, I'm not a songwriter, but if I were a songwriter... And I wrote a really great song. And Paul Stanley calls me up and says, hey, David, we want to put this on the record. Yeah. Well, I could probably play you the demo and then play you the Kiss version. It may be exactly the same, but Paul Stanley's name is going to appear before mine. But I still sure. need to say, hey, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Sure. Because that's what it is. It's still a collaboration. I mean, I heard a lot of the original demos that Vinny had that turned into Lick It Up. And there's a lot of similarities, but you can also see, too, where they made them into Kiss songs because his right. style is definitely different than Kiss. I mean, when he joined the band, when you got laid into that Creatures tour, if you listen to tapes of those live shows, Vinny added a lot of stuff. Brought a little bit more freshness into it. It made it more of the 80s, but it was definitely not the Kiss style. Sure. No, he was, I mean, yeah, he's a great guitar player. I mean, you know, he was ripped on Ace's solos and he would just add like these crazy screams in the guitar. And, but it worked, you know, like, like you said, it was more for an 80s feel. Him, yeah. You know, Vinny and Eric together just made them such a heavier band, you know? Well, yeah, and that was probably my favorite lineup outside of the original band. I mean, you can never replace the chemistry that the original four had. But then I would say it was probably that Creatures era band that I really loved. And it's that time, too. I mean, certainly that fast, real fast solos, lots of, like you said, the screaming and everything. Think about that era. That's exactly what every band had that crazy hotshot guitar player. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a totally different style than what we're used to from Ace, you know, and it was interesting to hear how he took those solos in a different direction. You know, um, I guess it, really one of the things, and I don't know if you really, but where is he at today? What's any, any clue? I mean, do you keep in touch with him at all? Or No, I haven't been in touch with him. I do know that he is living in Tennessee. Um, and he's pretty much, I guess, retired, if you want to call it that. I mean, 
I have a lot of different friends in the business who work at various studios in and around the area that he is, but none of them have told me recently that they've seen him in the studio or anything, which is a shame because out of all the artists that I've ever worked with, and it's been so many, I mean, half the time I can't remember them, um, all of them, but he is definitely the most talented person as far as just like really raw talent, but he will come in with a hundred ideas to put in one song. Mm. And that's where you need other people that can kind of bring it in. Organize make, it. Yeah. Yes, and make it a really great thing. And that's where I think he complimented Gene and Paul in writing songs with them. They had so much experience that they could rearrange the stuff sure. and make it into a really, really great song. And they made it into a Kiss song. But Like a song like Lick It Up is so, you know, when you listen to it, it's so simple. Yet, and you're wondering how did it take two people to write this? But you know, but yet, like you're saying that you know, it could have been like, you know, maybe Paul had the lyric and 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 Vinny just came in and it, here's the simple chords you need. You know, it's like and, and sometimes you need that teamwork. And I think that goes in anything that's creative in life. I mean, yeah. you're sitting down and I I'm a graphic designer, uh, and if I get a chance to collaborate with somebody, like I've collaborated a few times with Tony Deville, and that's great. Because there are things that other people think about. Sure. Even mm. if it's just something very subtle, right. it really makes the piece. It's the same thing if you're going out and you're photographing people. You go out and you start sitting down and you start to photograph it. It's really nice to have somebody else mm -hmm. to chime in and to give their opinion. I mean, there's no right, there's no wrong way to it. But that collaboration, I think, makes a stronger it's just with Vinny, there's like this mystery because, you know, they were on, uh, if you watch the, uh, the extreme close-up video, and Gene says how, uh, you know, Vinny, very talented, but probably the most self-destructive person I ever met. You know, so like, but you don't get any examples. Like, what did he do? Like, why, how could you screw that up well, so bad? Well, I think you know, the, it's like, the biggest example that you could have is if you go back and you listen to the very first Slaughter album, listen to that track, Burning Bridges, because... When they sit down and they start talking about it, that song is about Vinny. It's about Vinny. And, I mean, I know firsthand that that is a very true account, which is really sad. Mm. Because he was a really nice guy. Just, you know, business really should have been left to managers right. and attorneys and let them all deal with it. Well, you know, even we, you know, you talk about that, the rest of the band, Slaughter. You talked about opening for Slaughter. Think about that. Slaughter is the Vinny Vincent-less invasion. Because, you know, he was the only mm. one that they replaced. You know, and that's got to be tough. You go from a band that's named after you and everybody, the other three guys leave. Well, and that's because if you listen to the first Invasion album, especially, there's some great guitar playing on there. But if you cut out every one of those solos and you strung it all together, would you be able to tell what song it was from? Right. No. But when All Systems Go happened, he started to do some of that. And to this day, I listened to that CD. And I can hear where solos were cut, and I know solos were cut because I was in L.A. at the time when Chrysalis called, and I got on a plane with Dan and Mark. We went to Electric Ladyland Studio in New York, and they cut the solos out with the record company mm. overseeing it because they wanted a more commercial album. Mm. They did want to push Mark Slaughter a lot more mm. because he was a young guy. He looked really great. And you need to have a band and a unified thing. You mm. can't just have a guy up there playing all those solos. I mean, somebody who's great, like Ingve Malmsteen, great guitar player. Do I want to listen to that? No. I want to hear good songs with good melody, great right. hooks. That's what I want. I want to be able to walk away and remember the song. I'm not going to remember some guy just sitting there um, trying to think of a really nice radio-friendly way of putting it. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. On a, on a, a guitar. Musical, uh, <laughs> musical it was a visual. That's that's <laughs> how you say it. Musical masturbation. Well, if you visually know what you're doing, we're keeping it clean here on Marco. We're doing doing hand gestures. You can figure it out, people. Now, now, really, one of the things that's coming up this week, they talked about there's going to be a Kiss movie. Okay. Documentary. A documentary. Bruce Kulick would say a documentary. Documentary. Edit her out. But the, uh, the question that I put up right away was, first of all, do you think there's any Kiss stories that we haven't heard? Like, is there anybody out there that they're going to... Like, the, I saw a photo. They had interviewed Lydia Chris. They had interviewed uh, Steve Coronel. Mm-hmm. They're going to get everybody. Between their books, between the videos that we've already seen, you know, that's what's making me think about it. They wow. need to get I Vinny, think- obviously. I mean, that's a whole part of the story that really he's never really been featured in any of the vid- home videos, certainly talking about it. Um, but I do think that there's a lot of stories that people haven't heard. And I say that because working with Lydia for so many years on her book and being at her place, there's definitely things that she has mentioned to me and told me that were not in the book. So it's always there. And if you have the right person, like you're a great radio host, you know how to bring things out in people. So if you've got a good producer who can sit there and do that, that's what you want. Alan Parker is doing the new movie. Mm-hmm. Not the Alan Parker that did The Wall. That's right away. Everybody thought it was Pink Floyd, The Wall, and they're going, like, is this going to be Kiss? You know, crazy. But uh, so it's, and, uh, and, and I think they, I think I read he had done a status quo movie or something. Oh, no. So I never saw that. But the, uh, but that's what I'd be really curious about is, you know, somebody's going to have to get in there and try and get some of the stories we haven't heard. Now, obviously, uh, we gave away some Vinnie Vincent stuff. We were talking about Vinnie Vincent. You have the Decibel Geek podcast. They had Musor and Thinko, and I'm probably saying his last name wrong. If you went over there in Kissmas in July, some of the stories he told, mm-hmm. fantastic. And they were stories that I had never heard. Like, literally, there are stories that we haven't heard. Well, and I think you're going to see a lot of that coming up in the book that Ken Sharp has coming out next month, Nothing to Lose. Absolutely. Because he went back, did the exact same thing. He grabbed a bunch of the old road crew people. He grabbed business people. He talked to everybody. And Ken is a really talented guy. He's a huge, huge kiss man. Mm-hmm. He's actually from Pennsylvania, by the way. Yeah, right. As a side note. But, uh, I mean, that's the sort of stuff. I mean, those stories are out there. Even look at, uh, you mentioned earlier, Kiss FAQ. That website, to get there and to read about all that stuff about the solo albums, who would have thought to interview not only, you know, the guy who did the posters on the inside and hear about that, and the guy says it's not his best work. What's well, some of my favorite stuff. <laughs> right. It's just interesting. But yeah, for KISS fans, it's like, even though we heard most of the story a million times, it's like one of those stories where you always love to hear it. You know, you always love to hear how they started and and playing on Tenny's 23rd Street and, you know, going back to the beginning. It's like, you know, they they, they explained it on Exposed. They explained it in uh, Extreme Close-Up, Confidential. It's like one of them things where you always like to revisit, you know, and it's like a little bit of a different spin. And I think that it makes it more interesting. When you have different people in the room, like, I mean, you could sit and you were asking me about my Vinnie Vincent memories. Right. Well, if Vinnie were here, he'd recall it differently because sure. you're going to have different memories of what happened You and everybody sees things really different. So to go out and to interview people like the road crew, Lydia, Chris, yeah. people that were there that lived and breathed, that it's really a lot better to hear it than just hear Gene's side, hear Paul's side. I mean, Paul said when Gene's book came out, he read 
about Gene's early years because he didn't know about that. The rest of the book he really didn't want to know about because it was Gene's version of what happened. Speaking of, Paul's supposed to be coming out with uh, his own final. He's talking about he his says book. everybody said their piece. Now I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> well, now here's this is something interesting that in a lot of way I I look to kind of tie it all together. You figure they're making this movie. The rumor is they're going to play. I've heard the rumor Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve, and everybody's right away going, "Wow, the whole you know celebration of the 40th anniversary would Ace and Peter be there?" Blah blah blah. All rumors. But imagine this: if you're making a movie. There's the end of the movie. You talk about going back to the loft. All you, right. you film that show. They reunite on stage. Imagine this. It's the Rocky Three ending. Ready? Because we go, uh, you know, big show, Madison Square Garden. Now you go back to something that resembles that loft with Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, Peter Chris. That's the end of the movie right there. Hmm. And you have the four of them stripped down with like no, no show, nothing. And you jam out on deuce. Start wow. to finish. That's the circle. Now, if you're listening, people making that movie, you want to take that idea, hey, I'm giving it to you right now at 443. <laughs> Run with it. On the kiss room. But think of that. I call it the Rocky Three yeah. ending because when you think about it, you had Apollo Creed and Rocky and they're in the ring and we freeze frame on that punch. We never know who would win. How are you going to end it otherwise? You know what I mean? It's like, to me, that all kind of everything we talked about, it all ties together. And it's what I think's going on, you know, it would be, that's the way I'd like to see it. So that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. I mean, obviously those kind of stories, it's what we like talking about in the kiss room. The, uh, you know, those kind of things are going on. Speaking of that, we're talking about Lydia Chris. We're talking, they did announce, finally, we talked about it a little bit last month. They did announce a New Jersey Kiss Expo coming up Saturday, September 28th, New Jersey Convention and Expo Center. You got Tommy Thayer coming in. Lydia Chris, Ken Kelly. Obviously, we're talking about the artwork of Kiss. You got Ken there. Kelly. You got Len Delizio, one of the original photographers of Kiss. And you got a bunch. Ken Sharp will be there. Ken's doing a panel. Now, I hate to say it, and I'm going to break this news on the Kiss Room. I'm probably not going to be there. No. Because we're doing an event here at Montgomery County Community College called Monco Rocks, oddly enough. It's a rock show. And, yeah, we're videotaping it and, uh, you know. <laughs> I actually have a, I actually have a Kiss show to play that night, so I'm not going to be able to stay at the expo as long as I would like to. But I will definitely stop in and say hello to all my friends, and hopefully I get to see Tommy. If not, I'll have to see him on the cruise. Well, make sure you look for me because me half the Deville Inc. crew is going to be there. See, if I had time, I would go and make up, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I might I might have to be we a hit and run. Make up permanent. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, like Peter Chris used to say. We'll just, we just free. get it tattooed on our faces. Yeah, there you go. So it never comes off. You know what? If if that, if that can happen, <laughs> you know we need yeah, to get, right. we need to get that. The uh, so that's a lot of the stuff that's going on in Kiss World. Obviously, you're talking about the cruise coming up. Uh, there's if you are on any of the Kiss cruise uh, Facebook groups or pages, everybody's counting down those days. Somebody I'm sure in their mind is could tell me the around exact number. So. It's coming right up. And obviously we're talking about now, yeah, I'm just Tony shaking his head at I don't do boats. Well, see, that's, you know, <laughs> I've never done one yet. And I'm, I'm nervous about it. Uh, we had Mike Natalini in here a few months ago telling me, make sure you have ginger root, you know, and, and uh, take, you know, take whatever they, the patch, whatever no. you got to do. You know? <laughs> well, you know, the last time I was here, we were talking about yeah. the Kiss Cruise and, you know, my wife was here with us, and she said, well, maybe one day we'll do a cruise. Mm -hmm. Well, she did 
plan a cruise for us, and it happens to be that same week that the Kiss Cruise is. It's just not just not, not Kiss, Kiss Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. I'm scared to death of boats. I'll, I'll openly admit that. Nope. Now, do you think she did that on purpose just so you wouldn't go on the Kiss Cruise? Not Kim. No, no I mean, she does an awful lot for me, and for as much as she puts up with, with having friends like Tony Deville and, and uh, bands I'm not like spending a don't, week. Don't I was gonna say on a cruise with a bunch of Kiss maniacs. Yeah, and then you have guys, you know, like the guys in Silver Tongue. They come over to the house and invade the place. So she puts up with an awful lot. So I think I can go on a normal cruise. You know, I think it's about time to give her something she wants. That's fantastic. So a lot of the things coming up with that. Let me go to my notes. I think I got a lot of the stuff I wanted to talk about. I mean, obviously the the uh, the Kiss tour's been going on uh, wherever Simpsonville. That's I never that was coming up. But then uh, you know we got Florida. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's uh, it's tomorrow if you're listening to us live. Then it's Hollywood, and then they're into Tokyo Budokan, and that's the last dates that are listed as far as the tour. Then you got the cruise. Where's our dates for New Jersey? Philly, come on, show us some Baltimore. love to the East Coast. Maybe it's right? going to be before yeah. the Garden if they're going to do that. Well, I, I did hear after the cruise, I did hear nothing set in stone, but I, I remember seeing an interview with Paul and Tommy, and, and they said most likely after the cruise, they're going to do some American dates. Well, so. Matt, you know, earlier I had said that it would be worth a trip to Baltimore to go to DeVille, Inc. to get your tattoo. It's definitely worth the travel to go see Kiss. I mean, I've oh, seen them sure, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. So there's no reason why you can't hop on that plane and go out to <laughs> L.A. and see a good show. I can think of one reason to wonder if my wife They're doing that soul, uh, the, uh, or the uh, arena football in Orlando that's, is, is when? Is, is that, that uh, Friday this night? Weekend or this weekend yeah. This Friday night. That'd be nice. So that's coming up. That'll be interesting. I mean, that's obviously... Uh, I, I'm guessing that they're going to come up back around after the cruise. We're going to get them inside. That's why they're waiting. It's going to be like whatever that's called now, Wachovia. What's the Wachovia, Wachovia Center? Center. Wachovia. Wells yeah. Fargo or whatever. I, I like I when it was the track. FU Center. Yeah, when it was the FU, that <laughs> right. was always good. First Union. <laughs> so really, I think we're almost out of time. We're running out of time. I got a bunch of stuff. You know, I want to play a couple more things, and I want to just really kind of go around. Thank everybody for being here. You. Oh, you have one more giveaway to mention that you want Here's to do what, online. I'm going to talk about this. I want everybody, this is like, you know, we had our Facebook page and we gave away the, the uh, prizes via Facebook. I want you all to check out the blog on thekissroom.com. And this is really aimed toward all of you who listen via the download and you say, but Matt, I can't listen during the day. I have to go to work at, you know, and Chris Hans said, oh, I can't always listen live because, you know, I'm at work, Matt. What I'm going to do, I, you should, when you see this prize that David has brought and said, we can give this away to one of our listeners, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it on the blog at one point. You're going to enter via thekissroom.com. You want to tell us what that is? I'm looking at it, almost wondering if it might have to stay in my kiss room, but uh, no, we'll give it away. Somebody yeah, I don't think so. Tell us what that is. It's pretty incredible. This will be one of our prizes really for next month. Well, it's when I was it's still, beautiful. When I was doing the Kiss Force, um, with Keith LaRue, we used to run a lot of different ads for people to join the fan club. And one of the things we decided to do was when Kiss came out with Kiss Asylum, we took a full-page ad out in Faces Magazine, which was a really big magazine in the 80s that covered a lot of Kiss. And uh, there's a little piece that I wrote on there that I don't know if Matt wants to read that real quick or not, but basically it's it's us saying how we're going to be fans for, a lot, uh, for life. And... Um, when we saw the band, I think it was, we might have been up in Worcester, where um, actually the Kiss Force was legally based. Uh, that was Keith's hometown. And uh, we went backstage at one of the shows, and we took the magazine, and when I opened it up and I showed it to Eric Carr, 
he immediately grabbed a silver pen and he wrote, hey, kissers, I'm impressed and signed his name on it. And I framed that ad and that's what Matt's going to give away. It's in a nice frame and uh, it is an original Eric Carr signature on there. I'm going to post a picture. It is (laughs) unbelievable. I mean, and this is something now, obviously, just the fact that you're getting it from David so you know it's legit. It's an Eric Carr autograph. Not going to get another one of those. And that's, in a way, we're talking about a lot of these things where we're recording the stories. They're talking about a movie. They're talking to people. You know, we think about that. Mick Campese just passed away not that long ago. You figure you can't get these stories forever. You're not going to get another Eric Carr interview or autograph unless you're in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio. <laughs> so i mean that's really incredible and i really appreciate you bringing that up i mean kiss fans when i post a picture of this you know you're going to go to the kissroom.com look at the blog i'm going to write this up i'll probably also post it on the win page that's where you're going to go to enter i'll tell you how we're going to do it blah blah blah. we sometimes we'll just you know what this today that was stressful giving away that one live we'll do it we'll draw it out of a hat i mean that's you know that way everybody worldwide i'll ship it wherever you are we'll, we'll open up to our uh, to pretty much everybody so uh you're going to look for that picture um, let's go right around. I guess we're kind of we're kind of running out of time. Just kind of Tony, give us some, you know if we want to come down and get our ink. I'm going to get talked into a tattoo. I don't know. I think you're going to get talked into a tattoo. <laughs> um, thanks for having us. One uh, really enjoyed everything. It's not very often I get around, except for other than Speed and Steve, are uh, up uh, Speed and um, and uh, David to sit around and talk nothing but kiss. So visit us at DeVilleInc.com, 5920 Eastern Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland. Also a proud sponsored by uh, KnuckleUp.net. And uh, check out our band September 1st at the House of Rock. Fantastic. So, thank you. Slide that my There you go. We're used to this. <laughs> <laughs> you would have saw that. That wouldn't look too good. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I, I just, first I want to say, Matt, I want to thanks. Thanks to Chris as well. Um, and I also want to say thanks to all the KISS fans for, for listening to the Silver Tongue stuff. And just, you know, if you guys want to come out to the Facebook or something and let us know just what you guys thought. You know, if you like it or you don't like it, that's good. I can take the criticism. Hey, you know what? Post. I'll post the link too in the in the kiss room to your at least your different pages, the Facebook, everything. I'll put that in the link too. That's that's awesome. Yeah, people, just you know, look for me, business as usual, uh, doing the kiss three shows uh, Saturday night, Glens Falls. Sandy's Clan Bar. <laughs> then we're doing the Kistery. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> you just want to keep saying Sandy's Clan Bar, Sandy's don't you? Sandy's Clan Bar. We're there. Saturday night, and then August 23rd, we're doing a Kistery cruise. Forget the Kiss cruise, come on the Kistery cruise. We're, we're doing on Lake George on August 23rd. Uh, the uh, ship is called the Haha ha Mini. I mean, I just, I, I, you know, hey, I don't make this stuff up, people. You couldn't make that stuff and up. And then August 31st, in Kiss's hometown, we're going to be playing in Queens, New York. That is Kiss It. That is the New York debut of the newest tribute band called Kiss It. It's at Blackthorn 51, August 31st. Look me up on Facebook. I will keep you all informed, and you will never miss anything. And I can write these things out. We don't have to laugh when I talk about it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty. I think you know, you're know definitely going to see if they have those clam bar shirts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look for one for me. Uh, you know, And you can pick one up. And, this was uh, a tasty clam. <laughs> you know, who doesn't like clams and kiss? So it's, uh, yeah. it sounds like a perfect combination. I think they wrote a few songs about that. Yeah, right. See, that's that's I, we're right I do, on the I do have to say, the first time I saw Chris in makeup, Performing was a Dick's halfway in. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Baltimore. Dick's halfway, Dick's, Dick's halfway in. Dick's halfway in. 
and back to work for me on Tuesday. Other than that, I am on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Very good. And David, wrap it up. Wow, there's obviously a theme going on here between <laughs> Sandy's Clam and Dick's Half Play. <laughs> So there's not a whole lot more I can say about that, but thanks for having me back again. And I really appreciate you debuting the Silver Tongue stuff because, like I said, I haven't been out there aggressively pursuing any other bands. And But hearing this, once they added that new guitar player, I thought it was the key element that they were missing. And it's good stuff. I think it's worthwhile for people to check out. And this new record, I mean, I've heard it. I was there when they recorded some of it, and just it's blowing me away. It's a great track, yeah. So hopefully, Kiss fans, we turned you on to something new today in the Kiss room. You know, you know, I always think I probably haven't bought a new record since nineteen ninety three, and I say record because I'm old. But the uh, but I'll buy that. I like your I like your Thank song. You. It's good. Thank you. So, Kiss fans, we're pretty much out of time now. Obviously, next month we're back. It's Friday, September thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. The new semester will be started here at Montgomery City. Perfect. It'll be a Friday. We got two Friday thirteenths coming up in uh, in September. Uh, that was a clam. I was Jason the clam. So uh, tune in back for that when we come back live. Obviously, like I said, check the blogs. We're going to give some stuff away via the website. Uh, you know, we got all those things going on. Obviously, there's you know there's a lot of excitement going on around Kiss. Tune into all the different shows. There's a lot of different podcasts that you can find on the links page. You can find a ton of different links. There seems to be a new one popping up every day. I try and keep up with them if I can. With that in mind, I'm going to wrap up the show. I'm going to actually throw this to my good friend Ken Mills from the podcast, who's going to tell you a little bit about some of the other podcasts. Check out these ads for the following shows. We're proud to call these guys the friends of the Podcast Network. We are one. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. This is a really big moment. Hi, I'm Cassius Morris, host of KISS podcast, Creatures of the Net. Our show content includes current events of the hottest band in the land, exclusive interviews, and the trials and tribulations of being a KISS fan. You can check out our show at www.creaturesofthenet.com and on Facebook or Twitter. And if you don't know the website name by now, we'll see you here. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub bath. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we care. Doctors define modern rock disorder as a sudden, intense drop in musical taste affecting all facets of the victim's lives and the lives of those around them. Over 20 million Americans suffer. Do you? Is your newfound love of Axe body spray, leather wristbands, and mountains of hair care products driving those close to you crazy? Has your overwhelming desire to crank Nickelback, drink a sixer of Natty Ice, and yell at girls from the back of a pickup truck seriously impaired your work or social life? (laughs) 
The Decibel Geek Podcast offers new hope. The Decibel Geek Podcast, the only podcast proven effective for MRD. The Decibel Geek Podcast corrects the chemical imbalance created by listening to bands like Theory of a Dead Man and Three Doors Down, so that with time and your hosts, Chris and Aaron's help, you can move toward recovery. MRD hurts. The Decibel Geek Podcast can help. Visit www.decibelgeek.com to begin the road to recovery. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right. Their daddies are all right. They just seem a little weird. They even got their KISS records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me, Matt, Andrew, and BJ as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the Podkiss feed. Keep cheap tricking. Someone, somewhere, is needing to hear from you. Someone needing to know that you care. Care enough to give the gift of Podkist. Tell a friend about Podkist today. Download us on iTunes, friend us on Facebook, and rock your ass out. Podkist. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! The Kissroom now ends its broadcast day. last-minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's, you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'd be weird.